Hey, and welcome to the Mickey and Minutes podcast, the short Disney show. I'm your host, Nick Lazaga, and this is episode 15, From the Moon to Stitch and Beyond, part one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our McDonnell Douglas Spaceport Mission Control. While we're waiting for clearance to board Flight 92, I'll try to get our operations director to explain what's going on. Oh, Mr. Morrow? Yes? Mr. Morrow, could you spare a few minutes to explain mission control to our passengers? Of course, glad to. Welcome aboard, space travelers. Tomorrowland Transit Authority, Metroliner nonstop, now departing Rocket Tower Plaza Station for a round-trip Super Skyway Tour. Oh, no, not again. Stand by. Video signal coming in on all channels. Just as I thought. Somehow, this silly bird trips the emergency system every time he comes in. And I think he knows the laugh's on us. <laughs> oh, Mr. Johnson. One of my favorite things to do at the Magic Kingdom is sit back with my feet up on the people mover and enjoy the sights and sounds of Tomorrowland. The narration has gone through a few changes over the years, but it still reminds me of being a kid in Disney. Actually, most of Tomorrowland has changed over the years. Attractions have come and gone, and the entire theme has even shifted focus. But if there's one thing Disney is extremely good at, it's paying tribute to its beloved extinct attractions. Sometimes this is done in subtle ways, and the casual Disney fan just doesn't notice. And sometimes it's done in a way that goes in one ear and out the other for people who don't know Disney history. One of my favorite of these tributes can be heard on the People Mover. If you've ever been on that attraction, then you've probably heard this little gem. Paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow. Please contact Mr. Johnson in the control tower to confirm your flight to the moon. Well, that is a reference to an attraction that used to be in the spot where you can now either experience Stitch's escape or have a special encounter with him, depending on when you go. That spot has actually housed some great Tomorrowland attractions, including one of the extinct attractions that I miss the most. This episode is going to be the first of a two-parter about the attractions that used to occupy that prime piece of Tomorrowland real estate. And don't worry, I won't leave you hanging on what that Paging Mr. Morrow quote is referencing much longer. But if you were paying attention to the sound clips in the intro, you probably already figured it out. So let's travel back in time to answer that very common question, what used to be there on part one of this special Mickey and Minutes podcast miniseries. Tomorrowland was a very different place when the Magic Kingdom opened on October 1st, 1971. It actually only had two attractions then, the Grand Prix Raceway and the Skyway to Fantasyland. About a month later, its third attraction opened called America the Beautiful. And then on Christmas Eve of 1971, Flight to the Moon opened in the Magic Kingdom in the spot that is now home to Stitch in one form or another. Flight to the Moon was a very popular attraction that opened in Disneyland in 1967, replacing the original iteration of it called Rocket to the Moon. America was fascinated with the idea of space and traveling to the moon in the 60s. Then in 1969, it actually happened. Neil Armstrong was the very first person to step foot on the moon. And then, like with most things, it became old news. The excitement and fantasy of traveling to the moon was over, all before the Magic Kingdom even opened. But since Flight to the Moon was so popular, 
they built it in Florida anyways, even though it was probably not going to last long. It was still cool though, and people really enjoyed it. The attraction began with a cast member telling you that it takes place sometime in the future when travel to outer space will be an everyday adventure. Then they led you into the Mission Control Center where you met the Operations Director, Mr. Tom Morrow. Yes, that is where Tom Morrow comes from. See the connection now? There's more to it, but I'll get to that later. In this control center, you see many video screens and animatronics of technicians working at different stations on computers that back then probably seemed really high tech. Your attention is then directed towards the monitors as you see a giant spaceship on the launch pad that is said to be leaving for Mars next week. Then you see a video of a small rocket taking off that is about to launch a scientific satellite into orbit around the Earth. You also see another spacecraft re-entering the Earth's atmosphere. Meanwhile, Tom Morrow is talking about all the things that you're seeing. Then, alarms begin to sound as it's announced that there is an unauthorized approach on runway number 12. On the screen, you see a funny video of an albatross bird crashing into the ground. This gag was eventually repeated in Mission to Mars, and then again in a fun tribute in Epcot's Mission Space Attraction. This pre-show really sets the tone of the ride as a serious but fun look at an active spaceport in the future. Finally, you get the notification that your rocket, flight number 92, is now ready for boarding, so you make your way into the main show building. If you've ever experienced Stitch's Great Escape, then you have been in this room before. The round room with the rows of chairs circling it has only changed aesthetically since the Flight to the Moon days. Except instead of a big tube in the center of the room, there were round screens, one on the floor and one directly above it in the ceiling to be used as the windows of the spaceship. There were also smaller screens along the wall that would show you other information and graphics during the attraction. The main show of Flight to the Moon simulated a liftoff and a flight through space as the whole experience was narrated by your captain. You could feel the simulated g-forces as you sank into your seats during liftoff. This simulation was later much improved upon in Mission Space. During your flight through space you can look out the windows and see a satellite and the moon obviously. And then on one of the screens you even see a live telecast from the surface of the moon where an astronaut describes how it is to live on the moon in a moon base. Then as with most Disney attractions something eventually goes horribly wrong. Some sirens go off and you find out that you went off course and were just passing through a shower of meteors. But of course the captain lets you know that the ship took a few hits but you will make it back home alright. Then you'd land safely back on Earth. And that was Flight to the Moon. It was good, but by 1975, only four years later, it was already time for an upgrade. This proved that keeping a land based on tomorrow relevant was nearly impossible. So Flight to the Moon was quickly changed to Mission to Mars, which opened on June 7, 1975. The attraction remained basically the same. As you entered, the cast member let you know that Mission to Mars takes place sometime in the future when a sightseeing trip to the Red Planet is an everyday adventure. Then when you enter Mission Control, you meet Mr. Johnson, the Operations Director. That is the other part of the People Mover reference. Here, listen to it again. Paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow. Please contact Mr. Johnson in the control tower to confirm your flight to the moon. Pretty awesome, huh? Now you can tell everyone what that's referring to next time you're on the People Mover. Anyways, 
In the control center, you can see all the screens and audio animatronic technicians like before. And Mr. Johnson tells you that the first part of your trip to Mars today will be directed from this room, and so will your landing when you return to Earth. He also explained how people had made many advances in space travel. He is eventually interrupted by alarms. Then you see that it's just that silly bird that trips the emergency system every time he comes in. Mr. Johnson then shows a film of astronauts exercising in space and discusses what it's like at zero gravity. Then you find out that Flight 295 is ready to board and you make your way into the same main show area with seats in a circle surrounding the screens on the ground and in the ceiling. The attraction follows the same basic beats as Flight to the Moon, but in this attraction you experience a hyperspace jump and fly over Mars as the captain describes what you see on its surface. Then, like in the previous attraction, your ship gets knocked off course by a shower of meteoric particles. You then have to make an emergency hyperspace jump back towards Earth, and of course, you land safely. Mission to Mars closed on October 4th, 1993. Disney realized that basing Tomorrowland on the future just wasn't working. Technology was advancing too quickly, making the land always seem dated. They knew they needed a different approach. So in 1994, an attraction would open in this space that would push the limits of the Magic Kingdom and bring Tomorrowland into the future that never was. In the year 2000, Disney released a movie called Mission to Mars, loosely based on the attraction. The film starred Gary Sinise. He would later sort of reprise this role for the Epcot attraction Mission Space, where he would tell you about the training mission you were about to experience at the International Space Training Center but he was actually replaced by Gina Torres in the 2017 refurb of the attraction. Both Flight to the Moon and Mission to Mars played important roles in Disney history, and you can find a few tributes to these classic attractions around Walt Disney World, so keep an eye out next time you're in the parks. Well, that was part one of my two-part mini-series on all the attractions that once occupied the spot where Stitch's Great Escape now sits waiting its inevitable permanent closure. On part two I'll tell you about the attractions that came after Mission to Mars, including one of my favorite now extinct attractions in Walt Disney World history. I will also talk about what could possibly be coming to that spot next, so stay tuned. Did you ever get to experience Flight to the Moon or Mission to Mars? Tell me about it on Twitter at Mickey in Minutes. Also, let me know if you found any tributes to these attractions around Walt Disney World. Thanks so much for listening to the show, you guys. If you liked it, please rate it and review it on iTunes and tell your fellow Disney friends about it. Look out for another episode very soon. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Mickey in Minutes. Find us on YouTube for some Disney trivia and other fun videos. And check out MickeyandMinutes.com for show notes, blog posts, and more. Thanks again for listening to the Mickey and Minutes podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye.